episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. The best part about Gunspot also is that there's no extra added fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure to position to protect you and your family with Gunspot.com. Next up is going to be Miners and Monroe. Uh, I love when we do all the ads at the front so I can also, I get to go second. So then I can say next up is going to be Miners and Monroe. It's fun. On the line at MinersandMonroe.com. Use the code MikedUp10. Yes. M-I-C-D-U-P-10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Now it's going to be Downtown Lube. Make sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So, again, visit, visit that website at downtownlube.com, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. Also with them, it's also a matter of, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You're going to need your oil change, your tire service. I'm stumbling through this, so I apologize. But bottom line, downtownlube.com is where you need to be and where you need to go for your vehicle here in the Joplin area. That's where I get all of my lube. Next up is going to be Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. One of the best bars in all of the world and home to the best happy hour I've ever heard of. It's from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock every weekday. And then on Saturday, they do a special 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Happy hour. I'm not sure if it's illegal or how it can be, but they do it. Wink, wink. Don't tell anyone. Two for one drink specials. Two dollar draft pours. At Club 609, Big Country, we have a show planned today. There's just nothing going on, though. We've hit a little bit of a lull uh, on this lovely Wednesday afternoon to where we're going to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. I want to get into the Brian Flores stuff. Such a slow day. We're going to talk about the USFL, then also get into some basketball and a lot of would-you-rather questions. And I'll tell you what, if there's something you want us to talk about, hit us up on Twitter. It's at Mellow, M-E-L-L-O, at underscore Big Country. You can find us there. Or at Mike Up. Send us a DM. Something you want us to get into. We'll fan questions. Do it. Today is the day. Or, you know, if you want to join the show, you can request to be a speaker. Today is the day to do it. Why not? But let's start the show with... We're going to open up the lines, dog? Open up the lines. Hey, welcome to... Welcome to Mike Up. Today we're opening the call-in lines. So, go ahead. Give us a ring. I get worried about who's going to actually request to speak. Yeah, and what they're going to – like, that's the risky part, too. Is like we don't get the whole, like, hey, you're not allowed to say this, this, or this. It's, sure, this guy can speak. Yeah, and, and what are they going to say? Because there's no vetting process. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I'm worried about the most. Uh-huh. And look at some of these guys in here. It's like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Should I, trust, the, should I trust answering this guy's call? Not really. We appreciate everybody <laughs> – that is in the call and app with us today uh, live every weekday at 10 a.m. A little bit of a note, though. We are going to take Friday off. The big yep. guy's traveling, so we're going to take Friday off, and we'll be back on Monday. We'll also have our regular scheduled show 
tomorrow as well, but we are going to be off on Friday. But uh, as I was talking about with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, everybody's still kind of talking about it. You, you know, you listen to the radio on your way to work. Uh, that's it. That's the topic of the day. And we got some more information last night from this Aaron Rodgers stuff. I, and I don't think that it, is, it has anything to do with a retirement. His Instagram post that everyone was talking about yesterday. I don't think it has anything to do with him leaving the Packers. I honestly think that he just was kind of in his feels a little bit <laughs> and made an Instagram post. Well, yeah, he was in his feels because there's nothing else in his fucking body. He shit and puked it all out. <laughs> For sure. Looking at that, and like that sounds really graphic, but that's the whole cleansing process that he went through. That sounds brutal. The first day is like, hey, you're going to... You just got to make yourself throw up, man. Yes. Three days of the ghee therapy, uh, which is you consume ghee, whatever that is. I'm telling you, I'm not going to do it uh, <laughs> until you evacuate at both ends. What? People are doing this. Aaron Rodgers. Is do, like like the is fact that torture. you, you no looked at this him. and then go, I have to prepare for it. So you have to set up your place of living to where this could happen at any moment. Three days of that. Are there just tarps everywhere? <laughs> it just you can't trust any farts. You can't be sitting there watching a movie like, ooh, I'm gonna let out a toot. Hey, because you might poop, and then he's like, Ugh, and then you're gonna throw up. Then you got a mess everywhere. Movie's ruined. Date night. I've been. Next thing you know, your fiance's gone forever. It's like I know this is about to make a mess, but it's gonna be worth it. Let's lay a tarp down and then let's get busy. <laughs> it's never been anything like this before, though. <laughs> I mean. And it, it literally says, I'm reading a tweet that is now like, it, it's since been deleted. I don't know if you noticed that. But like this Minnesota researcher tweeted out the steps of it yesterday. And step number one, three days of ghee therapy. Um, it's consuming this, I think I'm saying it right, ghee, until you evacuate at both ends. <laughs> that, that's step one. That's how you start this thing. That's terrifying. Why would you look at that and go, I'm going to do it? Like, that's another thing we need to like. Is Aaron Rodgers okay? Like, before doing the cleanse. I don't think that he's been okay for a long time. It's like since he went to Hawaii. Probably what happened in Hawaii, dude? When was the last time he had a haircut? That was the last time Aaron Rodgers was okay. That's a really good point, actually. I don't track his haircuts, but I'm telling you, that's the last time I wasn't worried about Aaron Rodgers. Step number two is one day of therapeutic vomiting. <laughs> what is therapeutic vomiting? Is this like <clears throat> spit up? Is that what you <laughs> yeah. consider therapeutic vomiting? Because I don't know. I've never done it. I don't think about vomiting has ever been therapeutic for me. Well, depends on how drunk you are. Because I can, I can admit it's been a little therapeutic for me sometimes in a That's sense of I don't think. feel very good. I'm a little too drunk. I will go make myself throw up. Tell the truth Wednesday, and I will come back and rally like a son of a gun. See, I'm ready that. to rock and roll, baby, again. If I'm vomiting, I'm going to bed immediately after. Yeah, Maybe I just keep the, going. The mouthwash a little bit, and then I'm going to bed. Yep. That's it. Not therapeutic. I just I go in and get another Bud Light. Be like, oh, there's my Bud right there. No, I've never woken or vomited and then been like, yeah, you know what? I'm good. That is my <laughs> sign that like, you've gone too far into the night. I've never puked and rallied. I've done it so many times hanging out with you guys. I don't know if that's a toxic trait of mine or not. Is that my toxic trait? 
Hey, it used to be. I try to catch up with my friends, and then I can't, so I puke, and then I go back in like it didn't happen, and you guys are all like, you went throw up, didn't you? And I was like, no, sure didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, you did. I did. It's also very obvious. <laughs> Usually you come back and your shirt's unbuttoned. Like, hey, it happened one time, and I don't know why I did it. <laughs> but it still happened. Really I'm surprised I didn't get that girl's number that night. People, people don't forget. <laughs> so step number two is one day of therapeutic vomiting. I guess that is the just the hangover portion from the first day. Uh, step number three is one day laxative therapy. As if this wasn't enough. I mean, how is he strong enough to even, like, by the end of this thing? What do you say? It was like a 10-day cleanse? I think like 10 or 12. But I think it was 12. How are, how are you strong enough to even get out of bed? Also, what are you eating that you get, you get to continue puke and like poop out? Right. Because what's the next one after that? Like laxative therapy? You get one day of laxative therapy <laughs> and then three days of herb drops in nose. So maybe that's where – that one sounds weird, but it doesn't sound as crazy. So maybe that's like a little three-day to recover. Yeah, and in the midst of all this, Brooks and I are kind of having a little bit of a DM conversation about uh, kind of a little detective work here on when him and Woodley was – you know, the announcement came out that the divorce was – or their engagement was off. That came out like four or five days ago, I believe. He just announced he finished this 10 to 12 day cleanse. That right. means she called off the engagement during the cleanse. If that's how this matches up or about that yesterday their engagement well. ended and he was like, I got to go on a cleanse. So either way, it's been a bang, bang situation. Right. And that is weird. I, probably like it got called off, I would assume. And then he started like a cleanse and was like, I got to do things differently. And then like the media found out about it and released that information. Yeah. And I don't know. I, they're so quick. Sometimes. And I think it was TMZ that was like, oh, they've called off their engagement. That's usually like the next day people realize. Yeah. Like some paparazzi will see her without her engagement ring. And then it's like, oh, well, yep. Called it off. And then, you know, continuing with this, this is my favorite step. Day, step five of this whole process. You've just done your three days of drops in your nose. Step five is many days of enemas. Many days. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. And then we ended with step six, which is yoga and meditation, uh, which is throughout. That's the only one that's even remotely close to normal. And but like, how, are you, how are you doing yoga while evacuating at both ends? <laughs> that's when you meditate. That's when the tarps. That's when you try to find peace within yourself. As everything is coming out of you, it's literally. Weird, I, I, I don't want to be like a, a boomer or closed-minded. It's just weird. Literally. <laughs> it's weird. What are you putting in your body that you need to get rid of something that bad? Yeah, yeah you're already he's like an NFL athlete. That he needs to pass, so he's like got to clear the system. <laughs> is that it? Cause if that's not it, then I don't know what you're doing, man. It's... It's a pretty messed up, just weird situation altogether. But I, I guess good for him. He's happy now. Uh, what did he say? He came through with immense gratitude towards everyone in his life. Yeah, so that's why he did the post. Mm -hmm. And I also wonder with Shailene Woodley, uh, everything was like, oh, he called off his engagement. Are they still together? Oh. 
Never thought of it that way. I, and that's just what uh, I was thinking because of the terminology of they called off their engagement, but he's still putting like, you know, a post out there about her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they are. Still I feel like if you're in that point of relationship, though, and you call off the engagement, that also means the relationship ends. I don't know why you would get engaged and then get unengaged yeah, to be engaged again. Like a normal, rational person and how they would think. But this is Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Woodley. <laughs> That's that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a very uh, that's a very solid point, actually. So I don't know what the thought process is there, and really, I don't I don't care if they're together or not. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. To me. Well, if she's single, I mean, I'm saying we got a chance, bub. A lot of people. I just got to find a way for her to get to know who I am. A lot of people don't find her attractive. Well, those people are weird. I think you're gonna have to grow your hair out. That's gonna be tough. Guys got jokes today. <laughs> it's like 12 degrees outside. When I stepped outside, I already don't have a neck, but I just went full turtle mode where I just like shoulders up to my ears. I was just like, nope, this sucks. Is that what it was? Try to get in my shell. There's no shell. your coffee this morning, though? Dude, it was good. I had to cave in. I felt, you know, I pride myself on doing iced coffee. The what? Huh? You had the what? Get a hot coffee. I caved in and got a hot coffee. Oh. I thought you were naming the coffee. <laughs> no. Oh, like I got a caved-in coffee? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little pothole back there. There's caved-in. I don't make coffee out of it. doing some no. kind of a cleanse as well? Which, <laughs> would you do it? The cleanse? Absolutely not. I've heard other people talk about like going on like a like a liquid cleanse where all they do is like drink this weird tea or whatnot. Or they do like they just eat straight vegetables and they do these cleanse. Like I, I understood it and I used to be kind of interested and I was like, that's just weird. Like just eat good food for a little bit and you reset your body and you'll be fine. I don't know. Like I just – I don't understand why you're like, oh, I got to cleanse my whole body. It's just it's, – it's your gut health. Take care of your gut. Make sure it's nice and smooth in there, lubed Probiotics up. Probiotics or something. Eat some yogurt. Yeah. I know nothing about cleanses. I don't plan on ever doing one for the rest of my life. So I don't really get the point either. But there are a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm going to do a cleanse. Like, God. Also, like, do you really feel that much better after the cleanse? Again, I haven't done one, so maybe maybe there is. If there's anyone listening that has done a cleanse, fill us in. But sheesh. It just sounds really said, weird. Uh, what was it? Sunny days wouldn't feel so special if it wasn't for rain. Maybe that's the whole thing. <laughs> you feel like shit for 10 days. So then after you're done, you're like, whew. I do feel good. No, you're just back to normal. Yeah, no, you just went and had another Chick-fil-A sandwich. You're good. Like, you're all right. <laughs> By the way, that sounds really good for lunch. You know, you probably do put a lot of nasty stuff in your body. Guys like us, people that are probably listening to this, they just <laughs> eat shit all the time. <laughs> Guys like, what are you talking about, dude? I eat good. Like I grilled chicken for dinner last night, homie. Like fast food and stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe every once in a while... You do a little cleanse and you get rid of all that stuff. Maybe that's it. Yeah, drink some water. Exactly. I, I think that's really it. Just drink, rehydrate your body. Have a smoothie. <laughs> you know, something like that. I'm not to do this cleanse. You'd have to pay me a lot of money. How much? Because you. Oh my god! <laughs> you lowball the shit out of yourself. <laughs> thousand dollars i will make myself puke and just poo you're saying for a thousand dollars you'll spend 12 days in a state where you like you couldn't do the show you'd have oh, to take yes, i could 
Oh, hey, okay. I wouldn't want to do the show with you. <laughs> yeah, I could do it. Oh, I would not. I would be out of listen here. To it? No, probably not because I'm oh. evacuating at both ends, <laughs> which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever read. <laughs> I didn't know that could be a sentence. <laughs> I didn't know you could be evacuating out of both ends. I I knew. It. Is it like? Is it your body has like a fire alarm system? It's like evacuate the building. But it's your body. Well, Truth Wednesday. Um, I was supposed to have a sleepover with a kid. Uh, as a kid, <laughs> not as an adult, that'd be weird. Yeah, I was, I was like, younger, I was supposed to like had the sleepover planned, and then uh, my mom gets a phone call and she's like, "Oh, you can't do the sleepover. Your friend is sick." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. I gotta just stay at home, I guess." And then later found out that he he was very sick, and he thought that he had to like cough or something. I don't remember because I was a child, but he went to like cough or hiccup or something. And he ended up like throwing up, but in, while he was throwing up, he also shit his pants. He like sat up in bed to go throw up, and I think like the process of sitting up, he also shit his pants. <laughs> so he was evacuating at both ends as a child. He came back to school on like Monday or whatever, and I was like, "You're never gonna believe what happened." Uh, and I was like, "I didn't know you could do that." It's possible, dude. <laughs> that's impressive. Hey, you, you gotta be pretty sick. Oh Before yeah, I couldn't imagine being a parent in that situation, walking in and being like, "Oh, you puked in your bed. Let's get you cleaned up." And it's like, "Oh my God, you also pooped in your bed. We're taking you back. We're sending you back." Yep, it's being a parent. Oh, you have no idea some of the gross stuff that you just put up with, and you just don't even realize it. Getting shit on, thrown up on. And you just don't even care. You're like, oh, yep, that happened. Going to go wash my hands after this. Really? And you just go about your day. You There's no, like, in the middle of it? Nope. At first. And then you get used to it? Then you, you just get, get numb to, to seeing it? <laughs> yeah. Even some of the dirty diapers and stuff. It's like, ah, I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. By the time you have your second kid, you're immune to everything. You're pro. You've seen it. You're scarred. You're, <laughs> you're a veteran. veteran. <laughs> you're you're a vet with the process. You know what's about to happen. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, you know the day to day. Yeah, that's uh, being a parenting and talking about uh, shit and puke for roughly fifteen. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, it's, with the Aaron Rodgers thing, it is weird. I don't get it. Maybe he'll come through and he'll be healthier. Maybe um, all the gratitude that he's feeling. Maybe now he'll get back to the Packers. Uh, maybe he'll be able to keep some of that in him. Now that he's clean, there's more room for gratitude. Maybe that was it. He didn't have enough gratitude in him. Maybe that's what Woodley said. It was like, you're not grateful enough for the things that are in your life. And he's like, I got to clean out the bad. I got to get rid of the evil. I can make more room for good. Out now I'm bad, getting drunk off gratitude. Out with the bad, in with the good. Like on Dumb and Dumber. Say it again. Out with the bad, in with the good. Out with the bad, in with the good. Mm-mm-mm. Use those for your little words of affirmation or whatever. Your daily affirmation. Hey, don't be judging me, dog. <laughs> I see you doing it in the mirror. <laughs> Who says I'm not already? <laughs> right. So I wanted you to say it again, but that's exactly how I said it. That's that's how it goes. You have to listen back to hear it again. Uh, also, I think this is very interesting, and it has nothing to deal with poop or puke. Thank uh, God. <laughs> Brian Flores situation. Yeah, we haven't talked about it. it it's, I think it's kind of news. Uh, he did take a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers where he's going to be a, a defensive assistant and also coach their linebackers. He's the most overqualified linebacker coach that has ever coached. But it is nice that he's not being blackballed out of the NFL, that somebody gave him a job. I do feel like that is 
important for him to stay in the league and not take a year off. Um, even going back to you know, some of the other stuff that's going on, you see guys that take a year off and they're like, oh, I'm going to deal with this. Yep. Never come back to the league. So with Brian Flores, I think it's really cool that he is with the Steelers. Obviously, I'm kind of a closet Steelers fan. So I like this. Mm-hmm. I like this move. But then yesterday it came out that the Miami Dolphins tried to get him to sign an NDA, and, which would pretty much mean you can't say anything negative about your time with the Dolphins. And he said, no, nah, I'm good. He <laughs> offered to pay him millions of dollars to sign this NDA. And he said, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> this man has turned down more money in the last year than I will ever make in my lifetime. And he is going to use it to, once again, theme of the show, shit on the Miami Dolphins and how just terrible they are. So I love this move from Brian Flores that he said no. I mean, the fact that it takes like, the discipline that it would take to be like, I'm going to turn down a million dollars and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I, I don't could I mean, he must have some freaking dirt on him that he just wants out there. And if you're the owner of the Dolphins, you're getting real worried that you're about to lose that team. Because, I mean, if you offer this guy millions to not say anything, and he goes, no, I want to say something, your ass is grass, bub. And I think that he he could have even been, like, a, a little bit selfish almost and said, yeah, I'll take the money and I'll never mention this again. But he knows it's a very big problem in the NFL uh, with racism and the tanking and things like that. Yeah. That he was able to say, nope, not going to do that. The, the world needs to hear about it. I'm going to sacrifice millions of dollars to do it, which is just nuts. And I, I think you're right. Uh, what's his name? Steven Ross, the owner of the Dolphins. Good luck keeping that team. Now, yeah. We saw guys like Daniel Sterling have to sell his team for making racist remarks. Now you have an owner in Miami who uh, I don't think he's racist. He hired a black coach, but is trying to like get coaches to sign an NDA. He's trying to tank. And do different things. I think that's the worst part is that he was he's now caught in a spot where like, yeah, we were trying to tank, we wanted a better draft spot, and we were willing to, you know, kind of break the rules and interview a player going into free agency before we were allowed to. Like the whole tampering aspect. And we wanted our coach involved with it, and because he wanted to follow the rules, it's like actually we're not gonna shit on his name, so he's not respected with throughout the league anymore, and if we fire him, he's not getting another head coaching job. Yeah, I mean, there's really there's no telling what would have happened if he signed that. Indeed. Yeah. Because it, it could have been pretty bad for him. Yeah, it's like, oh, you signed this. We know you can't say anything now. Now we're going to crap on you. You're in a spot where you can't say anything. You're welcome for the $2 million. You're never going to get that as a coach again. No, it would have been tough. And I do love this move, too, like I said, of him to stay around in the league. And then I, I think that hopefully next year people will look at him and be like, yeah, we got to give him another shot. Yeah, to be a head coach, and we see a lot of retread head coaches. Um, you don't see a lot of black retread coaches. Yeah, which is is tough, and it's not right. And for I mean, even for Brian Flores to be fired was stupid. I yeah, I don't think there's anybody out there that's like, yep, that was a good move. Dolphins have, have their head on straight. Even if you like Mike McDaniel, maybe he turns out to be a great coach. There was no reason for Brian Flores. To be fired. I felt like that team outperformed every year, especially with the bad drafting that they did. They had three first-round picks and have already missed on two of them. 
with Austin Jackson and Noah Igbenogany, the corner. Mm-hmm. And maybe Tua. We'll see what happens <laughs> there. Even if Tua isn't a bust, I don't know that he's ever going to be as good as Justin Herbert. And that's going to hurt. That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Going to be tough to overcome. And we also had another draft last night. I had no idea this was going on until I saw it trending. But the USFL, which is this newest spring league, I, be- I believe they're playing in a couple weeks. Yeah. Had their. It's like seven teams in the league. Or eight, I think, actually. Excuse me. Yeah, and they had their draft last night where they drafted uh, their quarterbacks. And I saw it trending, and I saw some of their team accounts being like, oh, the draft starts in like an hour. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. I didn't follow it. I didn't watch it. But I saw the number one overall pick. (laughs) And I really think this set the league up just poorly. Shea Patterson, the (laughs) Michigan quarterback, is the first overall selection in the USFL draft. Yep. That tells you everything you need to know about this league. I'm sorry. I ain't going to watch it. No, I'm definitely not. I've watched this guy throw live before and saw how bad it was. This dude stinks. I saw some of his clips after after he was drafted first overall. Congratulations to Shea Patterson. Uh, but from his combine. And even, I think it was Rich Eisen talking about, like, yeah, he's got a big arm, maybe a little promising here. Sails it way over the receiver's <laughs> head. So far over the receiver's head that he didn't even make a play on the ball. He just <laughs> continues his route like, that's what you gave me? Yeah. Biggest interview, interview of my life. And you have Shea Patterson throwing me the football. That's what we're Be doing. brutal. And then uh, I believe it was Jordan Tiamo went second. Mm-hmm. Overall, which is a little bit more of a name, still ain't good. And I think it's it, it, kind of the guys I don't know. Yeah, there were a lot of other guys that I didn't know. Uh, Kyle Luetta is or is Luetta. Yeah, thank you. Is another one that went. I think he went like seven or eight, um, which wasn't bad. We'll see what he can do. We didn't really get to see him in the NFL. But Jordan, like you mentioned, was it the XFL, the St. Louis Battlehawks? Is that XFL or is that another one? Couldn't tell you. I don't know, but he had some success there. And then he was a backup quarterback for the Chiefs, so he's and he's got some experience. Gave everyone COVID, huh? And then almost gave everyone COVID. That as well. <laughs> but I think he might be the best one out of the league. I'm not going to sit here and try and break down these guys, but I did one thing I did notice about the USFL draft is that their first round they did like quarterbacks, mm-hmm. second round they did edge, third round they did edge. I think in fourth they went to like corners, and they did like rounds by position. So I thought that kind of worked out well. Yeah. With how that was done. Yeah, I think with these startup leagues, you almost – you kind of have to do it that way. I've, and, uh, I've seen other leagues do it that way too, whether it was the USFL before, the XFL, the AFL. I feel like we've had a lot. At some point – Was it the AFL? The Alliance Football the League? AAF, American – Alliance Football League. It was something Alliance. Yeah. It's <laughs> – there have been too many of them. It has been. And within the last five years, we went from like, oh, man, the XFL days were awesome. Someone heard that and thought, like five people heard that and thought, I'm going to start my own league. XFL was like, actually, we're just going to come back and we're going to do it the right way. Yeah. Well, I then COVID XFL, hit. The Rock heard it and was like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. I have enough money to just fuck around with. Let's start. Let's go ahead and buy this. Yeah, I'll buy that. Who's the contact guy on this? Yeah. Oh, Vince McMahon? Vinny, give me a deal. What yeah. Do you say? <laughs> hey, we'll see. I, we talked about the XFL yesterday and their comeback. I do think that it's probably a good idea what they're doing, or at least it seems like it might. We'll also see if anybody wants to watch it, though. 
everyone will watch probably the first games just to be like, all right, let's let's see what this is, and then they're going to see how bad the play is and go, never mind. Right. It's not going to be good. It's going to be below college football. Like, if you don't want to watch the Jaguars or Houston Texans play this year, no one's going to want to watch this because this is even worse. Those guys are at least in the NFL. There's at least maybe an all-pro 1,000-yard receiver on those teams. Or in college, you have a guy that's going to be a a future – NFL pro, a Hall mm-hmm. of Famer, a Pro Bowl, or stuff like that. You're not going to get that. The, the speed of the game, I, I think that's one thing that's fun to watch. Notice the difference in the speed of the game that's played in the XFL or the USFL versus the NFL. Yeah. It's ridiculously different. The offensive lineman, I don't know that I've ever seen a good quality offensive lineman come from one of these leagues. That's a very solid point. Mm-mm. Sometimes you'll get a quarterback or a receiver. That's about it. A corner, maybe. You're not seeing much on the interior offensive and defensive lines. I never looked at it that way or realized that, but you're exactly right. And I I think, I mean, that's why the NFL is so good is because they recognize right there in the trenches, you have to be so good. A lot of these other leagues, you're just going to get guys that are big. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's 6'6", 320. Put him on the offensive line. Yeah. Maybe you should target some of these guys that are smaller and actually good offensive linemen. They could just never make the weight or the you know, size requirement. Give me a guy who's 6'2", 275, but can actually play and move. Not some guy who's clearly out of shape and can barely get out of <laughs> But he's got the NFL size. I don't know. But... Obviously, so are you about to go be a general manager for one of these leagues? Not even. <laughs> no. Are they coming to Joplin? If they did, would you? And they wanted to pay me? It, there's a price tag for everything. <laughs> yeah, you do $1,000 to do that <laughs> awful cleanse Aaron Rodgers did. Everything has Freaking a price weirdo. tag. Some of it is going to be pretty outrageous, but everything has a price tag. <laughs> everything. <laughs> are always open. <laughs> So if they came to Joplin, I would, but I, I have roots here. I'm not leaving. Yeah. But maybe if I had to travel just a little bit, you don't come to Springfield, no, nah, that might be too far for me. Get out of town. Someone paid you to be a general manager for a team in Springfield, you'd do it. Yeah, for the yeah. right price. Yeah. Price is going to go up if I have to travel. <laughs> I got to drive, you know, gas. I want mileage, and I, I want $2 a mile. <laughs> I don't think that's anywhere near... Two dollars a mile? Yeah. You're unreal. I, I don't even think truck drivers get that. They shouldn't. That's <laughs> way too much money. Yeah. That's what I would do though. Um, we also had some listener questions. I said it at the top of the show. Send us some DMs. Let us know what you're thinking and what you want us to talk about today. And we had this one from our guy Jacob. With the NBA already having a draft lottery and MLB strongly considering one uh, with their CBA going on. And it sounds like that is going to happen. Do you ever see the NFL instituting a similar strategy, like the top seven to ten teams are entered in a draft lottery? I don't see it happening with the with the NFL. Uh, I think they really like the way that it's set up. That it's it's working for the NFL mm-hmm. to where the last team, last place, gets first pick, and you can see teams like the Bengals that have built through the draft very quickly, and they they got their their team back up there. The Chargers used to be a laughing stock. They've kind of got their team back up there. I, I think part of it is being able to hit and get your good quarterback, obviously. But I don't see the NFL changing it 
anytime soon. I think they're pretty happy with the product they have in the draft. I agree. When I first read it, I was like, ah, you know, I, I don't know. I think the NFL's got something special with the way it works out because, you know, it doesn't necessarily create the, the perfect parity in the league, but kind of gives teams an opportunity that are not well, you know, to get the best players available there. But at the same time, I looked at it, I was like, you know, maybe it would be kind of interesting because I feel like the NFL is starting to trend in a way where some teams are realizing what what the Rams just did, right? Like, we don't want first-round draft picks. We can get rid of those and go get proven players. And then there's other teams that are like, okay, if we just tank and collect some of these picks, eventually we'll get better. And I feel like that's going to turn into kind of what the MLB did. It was like, we're just not going to be good this year. We're going to stink. Let's try and collect picks, get rid of our best players, open up the cap, and let's go. I feel like that's what the Jaguars kind of did. And now there were, you know, back-to-back years of the first-round pick. You got an extra pick now with Ramsey gone, and it's just how are you going to flip that and make it better? Instead of this team almost like guaranteeing them a spot as a number one pick, you do you mix it up. I mean, maybe it's the Giants that have the number one pick this year. You know what I mean? And they still found a way to win three or four games. I think it kind of makes it interesting a little bit. It would throw in a whole new wrinkle into the draft on how do we prepare for this? Or it goes into a year where, you know, some of the teams that have the first round or the first pick don't necessarily know what direction to go. Like with the Jaguars, do we want to go edge? Do we want to go Evan Neal? Well, and the whole idea with the draft lottery is you keep teams from tanking, mm-hmm. which does happen in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about it with the Dolphins, but also you have teams that are in a rebuild where they know we don't need to go out and spend in free agency because we're in a rebuild. Yeah. We're going to have a high draft pick for the next two to three years, and that's how we built is through the draft. A lot of teams do that. Obviously, the Rams said, fuck it, parking <laughs> picks. That's literally the meme. Uh but I, I don't think the NFL ever would. But it definitely would make things interesting. Mm-hmm. If you know that, like, but you, I think you're still going to get teams like the Texans, the Lions, and the Jaguars this year. We we knew those three teams were going to be bad. Yeah. And now it's just like, okay, you're all really bad, and you're all three tanking, but one of you is going to get the first overall pick. So I don't know if it. I don't think the NFL ever would. Yeah. It would definitely make things interesting to see how you actually perform. And even in the NBA, I think we still see a lot of tanking, even though they have the lottery. I don't even know if it has even slowed down tanking. I almost think, like the counterpoint, that you almost have more teams that are tanking because, hey, we might get the first overall pick. Yeah, that's another way to look at it. And it's like your odds grow with how bad you are. The Trailblazers at the deadline, they were like sitting there like nine, the nine seed in the West. Like you're making it to the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, never, never mind. We're going to trade C.J. McCollum. We're going to get some of these guys. Dame, you take your time coming back from that injury. And they're they're kind of tanking, even though they were a, a play-in team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, the draft lottery really works. I think it might in baseball. But the baseball draft is so, like, almost unimportant. Yeah, because you never know who's going to hit or not in baseball. Right. and, and you never Literally or figuratively here. You know, even with uh, you know some of these teams, it's like, why are they drafting a shortstop when they already have the shortstop? Well, because you're really just trying to find a good player. Yeah. You might have to move him to a different position, uh, or you're just really hoping that he will be good and be in Major League Baseball. Even with the Astros, I, I think they had Carlos Correa already and then still drafted Alex Bregman. He's like, yeah, we'll play him in second or third, but we got to get another guy up here, and it worked for them. Yeah, they did also tank though. They they traded away all their good players, <laughs> yeah. but they were they drafted those two guys. But I don't know. I don't know if the draft lottery will work and it will be like an anti-tanking thing. 
but at least it makes things interesting. It, it, Major League Baseball, um, I only see the positive. I know a lot of people were seeing negatives yesterday that not a lot of progress was made. I don't care. There were some. We're negotiating. We're talking. We're in the room together. Where are you at today on it? Do they, are they meeting again today? Every day. Every day? Every day. Every day. Until they get pissed off at each other and they're like, you know what? We're taking off Friday too. No, that's when, no, you lock the freaking door. You can't get out. <clears throat> You're Somebody stuck should. in here together. Hmm? Somebody should from the outside. Lock the door? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. In Florida at the Cardinals like training facility. Don't really. I don't want to be held <laughs> responsible for that. <laughs> like, just don't say we gave you the idea. Right, but, like, but if somebody else had an idea. If it's someone else's idea that wants to take credit for it, go ahead. But like, we know where it started. I do. I'm still optimistic that something happens this week, and there's still a lot of. When's the deadline for them to make the decision? The 28th, which I believe is like Monday. Sunday or Monday? Yeah, it is Monday. Yep. So, will it happen? I don't. Whew. Probably not. But I just hope that it happens soon. <laughs> I don't think that the season is going to start up. Yeah, I'm going to be a pessimist. I don't think it happens. I just hope that they don't miss too many games. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they pushed it back, like, maybe start in May. Do you want to play 150? Start in May? God, I hope not. Why? If we're missing games in April. God, we are. Uh, that's going to be upsetting for me. Yeah, but games in April are freaking awful. It snows in April here. I don't care. And it, re- like, downpours rain. Yeah. And then when it stops raining, we get some sunshine. Point. And then it's like, now we're going to snow. Missouri weather is so temperamental. Is it? Monday, I was we were golfing in shorts on the golf course, having the time of our lives. Mm-hmm. Golfing decently well. Just stroking the balls. Just stroking the shit out of them, bub. All over the, all over the course, not even on the green. For some reason, my kids don't even have school today. There's no... Yeah, two days later. Right? I don't know. But I... April is not usually a great time for baseball, but when the calendar flips over to April, my mind is already made up. It's baseball season. So here's a question. With pitchers and catchers that were supposed to report, like, what, two weeks ago now at this point? Yeah, like a week ago. What What are they doing? Like, are they just training on their own still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just or they're not allowed. Or can they kind of, like, get together and be working together as a team, but Some not officially? probably are. They're probably getting together with their guys or at least, you know, pitchers and catchers. Getting together with each other. Mm-hmm. All right, let's figure this out. But they're not allowed in the facilities of the major league facilities. Like, so, you know, Steven Strasburg might be in Florida or whatever, throw it to his catcher, but it's not at the team. Facility. Yeah. It's going to be at like a high school park or something. Hell, that would be amazing as a kid. We walk around and be like, freaking Steven Strasburg. Well, it's like when we were in Texas, they went to a high school and they're, like, they're training. It's like, that's Evan Neal. He's going to be the first overall player. Yeah. He's at my high school. Man, I, we have not talked about that. We, they was at a high school, which means school was still going on. And there were some students that came out there, and it was just the, the array of looks from these students watching these guys work out. And also their wardrobe choices was hysterical. I, I know that there were a lot of kids that probably had no idea who those dudes were. Yeah. It's like, wow, these guys are really good athletes. Like, I wonder if they play in college. Uh, no, they don't. And I'm sure that there were some kids that do know the draft and like, holy shit. I did just kind of want to be like, hey, like, do you guys realize who you're looking at right here? And they'd be like, oh, no. It's, like, oh, it's the future of the NFL right there. 
<laughs> Do you know how many millionaires of dollars are walking around on this field right now? <laughs> a lot of them. Like hundred million dollars on that field right now. One, and I just like six feet away watching this dude work out. And I was like, I feel weird, but man, you are one hell of a specimen. Mm-hmm. Kids too. They are kids. They are children. They are twenty-one years old. Yes, that's the other crazy part too. Uh-huh. It's Tell like I it. am five years older than you, and you are bigger and stronger than I will ever be. <laughs> also, more athletic <laughs> yeah. than I ever was. The, Could dream about looking richer. <laughs> <laughs> you have everything I've ever wanted, uh, and then you're in the corner just crying. Like, hey, uh, I'll get to talk about you though. So, what's up? <laughs> if it wasn't for that high school coach, I'd be in this position. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we had another question come in too. I think this one was from Jacob also. If every NFL player was in the draft pool, so like a, a Madden fantasy draft, who would be the top five players selected? And I do think like back to the USFL and how they did it, all quarterbacks first. Yeah. All quarterbacks. We, we, might, we almost have to break it down like what are the top five positions that you would draft? I would go quarterback, edge, tackle, safety, secondary, and an offensive weapon where you could go running back or receiver. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that too. I, I think the top three have to be quarterback. Edge, edge offensive line. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into like the, do I want a receiver? Do I want a running back? Something like that. Probably a receiver this day and age. And do probably a corner. Mm-hmm. There are many shutdown corners. We saw Jalen Ramsey even in the Super Bowl. I still think he's probably the best corner in the league. He got uh-huh. more up. Boy, he's going to have to prove that he is next year. Because if Joe Burrow had another, I'm serious, just silver sliver of a second, that's a touchdown. Bengals probably won the Super Bowl. Oh, that last. last he was, one. yeah. Mm-hmm. Chase was open. Yeah, but that's why you draft. Aaron Donald. <laughs> a, a pass <laughs> yeah. Uh, not even so much edge. I, I think that Aaron Donald maybe would be, I don't think he would be a top five pick overall, but he would be outside of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, you would almost go – you'd probably have to draft all 32 starting quarterbacks first. Would you draft Aaron Donald in the top five? I know that might sound like a stupid question, but, like, questioning retirement. He's still playing very well, but clearly at the end of his career. Are we ruling out every quarterback? Because I'm not drafting Aaron Donald over a top five quarterback. No. Quarterbacks are still going to be – The way that it would probably go it would be Patrick Mahomes number one. I still think Josh Allen, number two. Yep. Justin Herbert, Joe Justin Burrow. Herbert, Joe Burrow. Aaron Rodgers. He's old. I wouldn't. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'd take one of those guys. Is Deshaun Watson clear? Is he in jail? <laughs> yeah, what's his eligibility look like? <laughs> yeah. And so I would take a lot of the quarterbacks over any other position. And then you even get into the younger guys, like a Trevor Lawrence. How high does he go? He might be a top 10 pick. Yeah. Or Justin Fields, Trey Lance. What's the first receiver you would take? He'd probably be Jamar Chase. Really? Mm-hmm. Is he the best receiver in the league? I don't think so. But guys like Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, they're all in their upper 20s. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, yeah. So, like, at best, what do you have, like six more years of them being really good? Maybe. With Jamar Chase, you got 10 to 12 years of him being really good. Yeah. How old is he? Is he 22? He was young coming in. He's only like 21. Like he's like 22 now, but I mean, he's young. So I do think that he would be the first receiver 
taken. And I, I think it should be on teams. It would be hard to argue it, for sure. He is, he's almost 22. So he's still 21, March 1st. Birthday. He's 21. Jeez. Yep. So, I mean, he, that dude just roasted the league as a 21-year-old. <laughs> That's what happened. Dude's able to drink. He gets to go home from games, relax, have a couple of drinks, comes back, like, I'm kicking your guy's ass. I'm sure that he wasn't drinking before he was 21 either. No, no, definitely not LSU. Yeah. Never. No. <laughs> uh, he would be my first receiver taken. It would be hard because then you get other guys that are going to be like, oh, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, you know, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. Are there any other big names that I'm just completely overlooking here? Not that I... We already said Tyreek Hill, so I don't want anyone coming to my demons about that. Cooper Cup, I said him already, but I mean, those guys are kind of sneaky old compared to some of these other young up-and-coming receivers like a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel would be another one. And Cooper Cup is 28, but I do think that... Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Um going to be 29 before the season starts there's something about when you hit 30 that i do think there's a little bit of a slowdown in your game yeah you just lose that i mean I've, you've heard other receivers talk about it before. you just lose that quick twitch mm-hmm. it kind of starts to go away a little bit hey, deandre hopkins he's 29 i think he might have peaked already yeah it's tough because he was injured this year and like, but he's never been like the fastest or quickest guy he just right. doesn't drop the football. Yeah, I still think he's got he a catches couple everything. good years left. Yeah. But, I mean, even in two, 2020 was his last healthy season, obviously. Got 115 passes. I don't think we're going to see that out of him again. No, especially if Kyler Murray's his quarterback. Or maybe, you know, Kyler's like, oh, screw you guys. Watch this. Uh, would you rather draft Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Even at this point in their careers. Yeah, with I his long wire hair, taking the cleanse, hippie Aaron Rodgers, I would take it over Kyler Murray. I don't know which one's harder to look at. <laughs> well, because Kyler Murray Kyler's listens to his dad's to intake, and sure. Aaron Rodgers, you don't have to worry about that part. So, yeah, but you just have to worry about how long is he going to do it? Is it going to be a year? Is it two years? Is it five? Let's go to the future, <laughs> not dealing with Kyler Murray. Right. I don't also, like- I just don't like short, short quarterbacks like that. I just wow, it's not my type. Not interested in that. Also, you can't make up your mind if you want to play baseball or football. I want a guy that already knows he wants to play football. Yeah. I want a guy that's pissed off he wasn't number one pick when he should have been. What, what was it that he was so upset about today? I don't even remember. It's been Who, like, Rodgers or Murray? Murray. With the Cardinals that he didn't like the system. Uh, he felt like they set him up to fail in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? How? You with so much We're fun. in the playoffs. Yeah, we, we want you to look bad. You know, however, Rodgers did always complain that they didn't take players in the first round. Like, I don't have any first-round receivers to throw to. Like, yeah, because we found you the best one in the league right. in the third. Shut up. Yeah, we're going to do you better. We're going to find the best receiver in the league, and we're going to draft him much later in the <laughs> yeah. first round. You want so, a first-round guy that's going to bust and you get pissed off in practice? Yeah. No. So here you go, Aaron. You get the best receiver in the league, and we don't have to pay him. <laughs> You get more money. <laughs> you get more money, and you get one of the best. I do wonder if he was even complaining about it. If it was just like you know, kind of looking back, it was something like we haven't taken you know like a playmaker in the first round. 
probably since I've been a starting quarterback. So it's just kind of one of those things where I noticed, like, it would be kind of interesting to see that because he did this on – it was another one of those things he was on the Pat McAfee show. And he's just doing a normal interview the day of the draft. And then that, <laughs> that year they're like, actually, funny you mentioned playmakers. We're going to trade up and take a quarterback, your replacement. And it's right. just like – Boy, this couldn't happen at a worse time. And, well, if I remember right, part of it was like McAfee asking him, like, what do you want in the draft? And he was like, oh, you know, we've never yeah. drafted a guy in the, in the first round. It'd be kind of so cool. Like to do that eventually. But I think there was the narrative before that of, oh, we've never drafted somebody in the first round. Yeah, it started making its way around. It's like people find a stat like that that's pretty unique and, and different, and then it just everyone runs with it. Which is, I mean, it's such a dumb take to be like, oh, we've never drafted somebody – in the first round. Like, just say, like, go find a playmaker. Let's get a good, solid receiver. Yeah. It shouldn't matter when they are drafted. Who was that dude for the Bengals, the Ross guy that was drafted, like, number 10 overall? Oh, my God. You want, Aaron, you want that in the first round? You can <laughs> check it off your box that you have a first-round receiver. Or do you want Devontae Adams in the second round? <laughs> you want Devontae Adams in the second Yes. Round. So it is, it's a ridiculous narrative. But that's... Aaron Rodgers. I feel like I've shit on him enough. He shit on himself a lot, uh, apparently, too. Um, but that's whatever. Another guy that was getting shit on yesterday is Zion Williamson, who we haven't really talked about him in a while, but, like, where the hell is he? I don't know. But J.J. Reddick was on ESPN yesterday, and J.J. Reddick played with Zion Williamson. He was a teammate of him. And J.J. Reddick was talking about how um, – C.J. McCollum still hasn't heard from Zion. He hasn't reached out to him. And pretty much how he's he's not a great teammate. And maybe this is a maturity thing with him that Zion doesn't know that, like, he's the face of that franchise. You are kind of the guy that has to reach out and be like, <laughs> hey, welcome to New Orleans. Happy to have you here. Like, Can't wait to meet you. McCollum for a year to just be like, oh, yeah, here we have a guy. They're trying to build around Zion. I think it was a really good move to bring in McCollum. And then Zion just, it's not like he's super busy. Send a text. (laughs) Whatever it is you got to do, that's kind of, that is kind of your role. I've never played professional sports. Some people might not know that, but I haven't. I would know to reach out to a new team. I feel like I would do that as a role player too. You know what? Honestly, I did it as a teacher. So I know that he knows to do it as. An yeah, it's like, hey, welcome to the team. Happy to have you. Can't wait to meet you and get to know you more. Can't exactly. wait to see you in the locker room. Yep. Uh, see you when I'm back and I'm healthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's daddy. Zion's like, sorry, man. I was too busy eating gumbo and freaking playing PlayStation. Playing 2K. <laughs> right. Playing what I should be, it's not what I currently am. Is on 2K. I turn injuries off and I, <laughs> yeah. I dunk on everyone. And he was good last year is the crazy thing is when he was playing. Yeah. Zion was good. It's physical. People don't want to mess around with that anymore. It's kind of hard to remember that. Yeah. yeah he it, was good. Now I don't know when he's going to play. I don't know if he plays for New Orleans again. I, maybe that's a little hot taking. I would not be surprised if he forces his way out in the offseason. I don't know why he would force his way out. It's not, I mean, you know, it's not like they have anything special right now, but there's at least some talent on the team. So maybe if you're New Orleans, it's like, hey, yeah, I guess we just missed on this guy, but we got to keep moving forward because we at least got some pieces here that we can – you know, kind of build off of or build around and hopefully build some type of success with, but it's clearly not with this guy. Yeah, and, you know, with the NBA, there's always a little bit of a conspiracy theory of, like, is their draft lottery rigged? Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like when they got the first overall pick, it's like, well, you lost Anthony Davis, but we're going to let you have the first overall pick 
Here's Zion Williamson. Now they might lose him again. So um, I don't know. I guess if that happens, it's like actually your franchise is gone from this city. We're moving it. We're going to name you the Kings, and you're going to go to Kansas City. Sacramento's going to go to Seattle. I would be on board with that. Yeah. I don't know that they're leaving New Orleans. You should. No success there. When was the last time New Orleans had a successful basketball team? Like, legitimately. I don't know that they ever have. Obviously, the Pelicans haven't been there long. Speaking of the Kansas City Kings, I'm kind of down with the Pelicans. They stink. We all know that. It is what it is. For one, that's a dumb mascot. Yeah, the the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, who's scared of a Pelican? I am. My co-host is. <laughs> of Let me go ahead and take that question back. Oh, man. I don't know. Tell the truth. Wednesday, I got scared the other day by a bird shadow and thought, God, Mello would have died. I was walking somewhere and like a bird clearly flew over me. But with the way the sun was like it shadow just came out of nowhere and just like went right over me and it got dark for a second. And for some reason, I was like, I'm about to get attacked by a street bird and scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Man, kind of did a little like, you know, like sidestep, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, it's a shadow." I'm good. There are a lot of people that like to laugh at me and poke fun of like, "Oh, you're afraid of birds?" Until they get close to a bird, and they're like, "I have no idea what your unpredictable ass is about to do." <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. Why don't you put your beak the other way? And good luck. Why are you sigh eyeing me? I'll tell you that I have been attacked by a bird, which is why I am afraid of birds. Oh, I didn't know you actually got attacked by a bird. Twice, I've been attacked twice by a bird. <laughs> It's not. Did you have bird seed in your hand? No. Okay. Uh, as a, a kid, I was dribbling on the sidewalk, uh, a basketball, on my way to go play basketball. So I'm just dribbling on my sidewalk, walking, having a great day, and I see a bird nest on the ground trying to be a nice kid. I'm like, oh, no, checking it out, wondering if I can, like, save the eggs or whatever because yeah. they're still there. Just trying to be a good Samaritan. Trying to be a good Samaritan out of nowhere. <laughs> ambushed it's like harbor on my head of this bird mama bird just attacking me and pecking at me which it was pecking at you yes not like it's not like a you know a dog bite or anything like that but it doesn't feel good and you also (laughs) i had no idea where it was coming from a complete ambush (laughs) never saw it coming i can't do anything to defend myself except for like duck and cover and maybe also a little bit about me. I'm terrified of things being around my eyes. I do not like it. <laughs> so bird flying, my thought process is motherfucker's going to attack my eye. <laughs> so I'm running, trying to cover up my head and my eyes. I'm probably like Dude wasn't covering your head at all. You were <laughs> Go ahead. trying to get back inside. And I finally get back inside. I wash all the blood off of me. To which there was none. Okay. <laughs> so you were bleeding? Because <laughs> so it was like a robin that attacked me, not like a fucking falcon. But it felt like that. It felt like a falcon. Did it chase you all the way home? I did. You lied. did no, not. I, I, I wasn't far from home. Oh. But it, it did. It, it chased me all the way back to my house. So yep. I went in like out of breath, like frantic. Like <laughs> I got to collect my thoughts. What just happened here? I think I was attacked by a bird. And it was. I was. My mom probably just died laughing at me, like <laughs> hugging me to calm me down. How old were you? Uh, probably like nine or ten. That's pretty traumatizing, yeah. Fourth grade, I would say. So, so that was the first instance? That was the first instance. What was the second? Shortly after? 
no. <laughs> I actually went back to the nest with the helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I was I was a little pussy. I didn't wear a helmet as a kid. Never yeah. owned one. Tough. The next one, <laughs> much later in life, uh, I was probably 22. <laughs> 22, 23 years old, and I was mowing outside. Oh. And I felt something hit me in the head again. And it like it brought back the PTSD. Yeah, and I was like, I think I know what just it was. cover your eyes. But surely it wasn't right. And I'm like push mower, and then it happened again. And I'm like, oh fuck, I know what this is. But I was mowing by a tree. Tree had a nest in it. Nest had eggs. Bird was like, no, no, no. And it starts. <laughs> You're done. It starts packing me. So I like <laughs> again. <laughs> Run inside <laughs> as a 22 year old man. There was a moment of freak out though, of like, I'm throwing the lawnmower and I'm taking cover. <laughs> <laughs> and so that happened. But you know, even uh, last summer, upgraded the mower. Yep. So I have a riding lawnmower. Got too close. Get these fucking bird nests. <laughs> Take them down if you see them, okay? Stuff was like it in a tree there. again? No, it was on like a, like a bush. And like uh, by back fence, like just a bush. Yeah. Dumb place for a nest. <laughs> but I'm on a riding mower, and the, I see and feel the birds swoop in for me. But I'm on a riding mower now. Daddy don't run; he rides. <laughs> and I put that thing pedal all the way to the floor. <laughs> we went full buddy mode. <laughs> right, and I'm out of there. I'm back in the front yard. And I'm safely in my garage. I don't know what it is about me. That <laughs> you wrote it to your fucking shed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not fucking around. I've been attacked twice. Did I'm you ramp it on up into the shed then? Do what? Did you <laughs> ramp that mower up into the shed? No, it is in your actual garage. Actual So garage. you just buddy mowed it go. out the backyard. Did you ramp the, the From, driveway? Probably. It's going pretty fast. Hug the house. <laughs> it's a good lawnmower. It's going pretty fast. But why have I been attacked like three times? <laughs> No one they just sense that. fear. They know you're looking around. You're trying to play. Look, I ain't scared of no birds. Daddy upgraded the mower. God, that's a that's oh, a am. fantastic line. Um, but I will tell you, <laughs> I've I've killed some birds in my day. Well, you just admitted two weeks ago that I uh, got a pellet gun and I recently <laughs> shot it. Right? See how that aim is. This is probably that freaking bush bird. Probably. Oh Probably my god! Hey, props to your intuition though to be like, I feel something's swooping down on me. Bunny now mode. We gone. Now I know. I start getting memories and flashbacks of me like slowly dribbling a basketball on the sidewalk, and then there's the the feeling. <laughs> and then before you know it, your spidey senses, man. Look at that. You're done for. But I've encountered birds before on the golf course. There was. Tell the truth. They were just talking. Two guys talking birds. Uh, <laughs> was it two summers ago? I have a, a pretty nice little front porch area, and birds had nested on my front porch. And I was like, guys, I, I can't I can't use my porch anymore. Like, it's clean, <laughs> it's nice. I can't play outside with my children because there's a bird nest up there. And I had to call my brother Matt to be like, I need you to take down this bird nest. And that is not the first time I've had to call him to be like, will you get rid of this bird nest? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I still had the video of him trying to hit these birds. I think I do, actually. With a broom. <laughs> I think I screen recorded it. Now, uh, you know, if I'm mowing, though, and I see a bird nest, 
Sorry about you. That bitch is coming down. <laughs> I'm not one of those dudes who's like, oh, sweet little bird nest. That's what happens. I went from a good guy to a bad guy, just like that. Try to help you out. You either die or live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> I'm the villain. I'm the bird villain. I'm bird <laughs> Oh, my God. I Between only... that and you picking up your daughter to carry you through the bird exhibit at freaking Disneyland or wherever you were at. Oh. Why? Why do I encounter so many birds? The bird in Miami that was. God, that. Oh, the bird in Miami was fantastic. And I saw it coming and I didn't expect it to jump on the guardrail. So we're in Miami for the Super Bowl. We get up one morning. We go to have brunch. And we're sitting at this table outside, looking at the palm trees, like got a street view. It's pretty neat, legitimately on South Beach. And there's these birds that, you know, they're pretty humanized, or you've seen humans probably getting fed, throwing a couple of French fries or something. And they jump on the guardrails behind the tables. And the way Matt and Matt, Matt and I are sitting on one side, Mel is on the other, but he's got his back to the birds. And Matt and I are just like kind of watching these birds, make sure they don't come up. And all of a sudden, one just flies right up on the guardrail next to the table, right where Mel is sitting. Mel grabs each side of his chair and legitimately like hop skips his chair around the table while screaming ah! literal noise that came out of his mouth avoiding this bird and it was one of the most hysterical things i've ever seen and this is a packed brunch location sitting outside so other people see you laughing didn't we also see clay from the bachelor say, there's that dude like right the on the other side too, too. He's, he heard you scream. He yeah. heard you hop a skip away from a bird. Couldn't even go introduce myself. I was like, hey, I'm the dude that's terrified of the bird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. No, you just saw that. There's one, one apologize, too. Big fan of your work on The Bachelor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid of birds. Three, know you went to Missouri State. Go Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so many bird stories that I have. I, I feel bad for you at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time after the first attack, I came home from school one day. And I heard something like going crazy in the back porch of my parents' house. I'm like, what the hell is that? I peek in back there. A bird had gotten into the house. I immediately leave the house and go play basketball. I played basketball for like two hours until somebody else got home. Though, I'm like, I'm not going in there with a bird. I'm not the guy that's going to get it out. If a bird were ever to get into my house, I'm done for. I'm going to have to call... I don't even know who to call. The fire department? <laughs> I'm going to have to call you to be like, all right, tough guy. You say you're not afraid of birds? Come get, the, get this bird out. Bring a bat. Bring a bag. Let's get this bird. I don't know what I would do. You tell me you wouldn't freak out if you had a bird in your house slash apartment. When I go to Walmart and they're in the garden center, I get nervous. We're not buying grass. Better than the today. garden center. Oh, <laughs> I came in through the door. Do it another time. <laughs> if you were trapped in a room with a bird, would you make I'd it out? Myself. <laughs> God dang. I would hold my breath until I was dead. <laughs> not really. What would I do if I was trapped in a room? Is there? Uh, what? What's the cause of death on this guy? I think he literally just suffocated himself. <laughs> he held his breath. Yeah. No. Do you mean he was strangled? No, no, I, it looks like he pretty, here's the footage, actually. Pretty impressive situation to watch. <laughs> I'd die with my own hands around. <laughs> you did this to yourself. He dislocated his shoulder, trying to put himself in a chokehold, and then he died. Why? I, uh, I think it, like a little barn sparrow flew in or something, scared shit out of him. You know what is really dumb, though, from other people's perspective with me and these birds? 
It's a, they, I was sitting at a restaurant one time and, and somebody pointed out like, oh, there's a bird picture. I'm like, okay. Like, aren't you afraid of it? <laughs> Not of a fucking picture of a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, well, I know some people are like afraid of clowns. And, like they wouldn't be able to deal with like a clown picture. I'm like, well, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> one, no. it's a clown. A little I'm bit different. Okay with pictures of birds. I don't think I've ever seen a flying <laughs> clown peck someone out. Yeah, my PTSD is not that bad. Uh, we do have some would you rather questions today, which are also as random as this show has been. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. I see most of our listeners are sticking around. Thanks, Carl, for being in the app. Would you rather, this was a popular one yesterday, would you rather do the TB12 method, the Tom Brady one, or the Aaron Rodgers cleanse? Here's, I, I think, the getter that a lot of people are ignoring the TB12 method is something he's been doing for 20 years. Yeah, that's a lifestyle. The Aaron Rodgers one is 10 days. I think I'm going to have to take the cleanse. What? Dude, I'm doing TB12 method. You get to feel, I bet Tom Brady feels so clean and good. He feels. I guarantee it. He doesn't have to do a cleanse. Stretched out, is good to go. Avocado ice cream doesn't taste good, so I don't fucking eat it. No but worries. Exactly, like, that you no know, more ice cream. I'm sure he gets the splurge. I'm doesn't. sure he splurges every now and again. I don't think so. I think he eats avocado stuff. No strawberries. I know is a big one. Uh, he doesn't drink alcohol. It's fine. Actually, it would be very tough. Yeah, I don't even think I could do the TB12 method. I'm. Gonna, I do wonder what it is. Yeah, everybody always talks about it, but I don't know exactly the rules. I think it's because you have to buy it. Have to buy the book. Oh yeah, they're not just putting it out there for free. You're paying for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I would take the. It's only fifteen bucks. I think I would take the Rogers cleanse. I like to eat what I want. I like to drink alcohol. I like to do alcohol from time to time. I don't think I could do the TV. Man, this is actually yeah. The Tom Brady diet, also known as the TB12 diet, is a high-protein, plant-based diet that excludes gluten, dairy, corn, soy, MSG, coffee, alcohol, GMO, sugar, trans fat, overly processed foods, and more. Some fruits and vegetables, such as nightshades, are off-limits, as are certain oils. What the fuck do you eat then? Exactly. Celery? No gluten. Bye-bye bread. Homie's not eating yep. bread. Well, they got gluten-free stuff now. They've somehow transformed that, but now that's just like... What's inside of that? How'd right. you get this to be non-gluten? Or gluten-free, excuse me. I can't go and enjoy Texas Roadhouse, I'll tell you that. Not on the TB12 method. Just only steak, maybe. Steak, bread and beer. <laughs> and you have to limit, like, what kind of oil you're using with your steak. <sighs> right? So you do that for 20 years, stick with it every day, or you just do this Aaron Rodgers thing for 10 days, shit yourself and get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and as we discussed before, I'm kind of experienced in that department too. I know how to handle myself. <laughs> I know how to I know how to set myself up for success. For they are twelve cleans post pants shitting. <laughs> oh my god! So I, I am. I, th- I think I'm oh. taking the Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I might have to go another direction on that. How about I just pick the or? That's neither. Or I don't do any of them. Uh, that's not an option. Um, How about this next one, though? I can't. I can't believe I read this one in the rundown and thought, "Yep, we're going to do this one on the show." But here's the next. Would you yeah, rather? It, it's state. It's really in. There. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> would you? Uh, this was a would you rather that was submitted not by me, by a listener. This is what I, I said it at the beginning of the show. Send us your questions, your would you rathers, and this was one. Be alerted every time your parents have sex with someone or have your parents alerted every time you have sex and with who. Now, my parents are still married together, so I would get like a fucking notification on my phone every time they're, you know. Yeah. Or have them notified every time I'm, you know. <sighs> to me, it's easy. My parents are about to find out everything I'm doing. Yeah, okay. That's what I was going to be like, man, please, for the love of God, don't go the opposite way on this. It would definitely be they are alerted every time I'm doing it. And with who? And with who? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I think at some point they might just be like, hey, like, <laughs> props. Maybe. or They're just or sending you messages like, my boy doing me. work. Well, like, that one, again. <laughs> yeah. I thought phone. you didn't like her. I uh. get a phone call. Yeah, you said you weren't talking to her anymore. <laughs> we ain't doing a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk. <laughs> uh, that, that would build a whole new relationship with your parents. That's I'm for not sure. seeing her. The lights are off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the one. Or did you just you immediately send them a text like, I don't want to hear about it. I know. I'm sorry. And my parents raised four sons. They kind of know that we were all a little bit promiscuous. Yeah. I don't know that they know the extent of it. Hey, uh, but they know that it was happening. And it's not that that wasn't one of the things that they were ever like, oh, don't ever have sex. It's terrible. So now is this just going to put like some, I don't know. Do all of my parents know? I got a couple sets. Plural. Yeah. Yeah. All of them do. Dad, real dad, stepmom. Stepmom, what's up? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's a joke. That was a joke. Inappropriate. Uh, I. You know the notification that your parents are getting it on is. I don't think it is that bad though. Yeah. But this is. I don't really care about it. I know how I got here. I don't. I just. I wouldn't want to know about it. Like I don't know. Honestly, my parents are just kind of older. I, I hope it is still happening. Because I, I want the ability to be able to do it when I'm old. Yeah. I just feel like with my parents now being divorced and kind of single, it's just like a, uh, I don't want to know which one's messing around more than the other. Because that's what you just says parents with someone. Exactly. So I, it's like if your parents are in a fight and your mom's out of town and you get the alert, you're like, uh. Someone's cheating. Mm-hmm. Or how about throw this wrinkle in for me? Have my kids alerted everything to notify everything. <laughs> that, that is third on the list. Yeah. That, no, 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 no. That would be a terrible, terrible situation. As yeah. a parent, as a, let's flip it. As a parent, to have, to have your kids know every time you're having sex or to know every time your kids are having sex. Ooh. There, again... They're going to find out about me. Yeah. I don't need to know about. Well, you with having daughters, you would kill someone. I would. Yeah. Eventually, I will probably go to jail again. <laughs> again. <laughs> because of, I'm going to say something stupid or do something stupid to some kid that's trying to date my daughters. Yeah. I might have to fight another dad because of some of the shit that I've said. But don't I'm worry. Sure. I'll go get the birds. 
clear them out. <laughs> Just know this time they're on your side. Right. You're now known as Birdman. I show up with a flock of doves. <laughs> Good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> You'll see the chance. Right. Uh, next one. Would you rather only drink from a paper straw or no straw ever again? Just no straw. I hate paper straws. Paper I don't get the point. Straws are the worst. They just they get soggy. They're, it's a different taste. They fall apart. It's not good. Yeah. It is. They are. I don't know who was like, hey, we need to do something about the plastic straw situation. Let's make them out of paper. It was a terrible idea. And I am like a, I'm a save the turtles kind of guy. I get it. I try to do my part. We like actually it. saved a couple of turtles on the golf course on Monday. I did. Yeah. I took some plastic bags out of there. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I never processed. There are more turtles than just sea turtles in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Straws yeah. everywhere. Save all turtles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not just straws. It is. It's plastic bags. Yep. They got wrapped up in it in the water after I scared them into the water. Mm-hmm. So we could retrieve the bag. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't worry, little guy. I do. Um, I have metal straws, washable straws. It's been a game changer. They have like yeah. a silicone tip on them. I use them. My daughters use them all the time because they like drinking out of a straw. And eventually it got to the point where it's like, yeah, we are really not being... <laughs> this is a lot of straws these are a lot of bendy straws uh-huh so, you know the cool straws that i wish they'd bring back the swirly ones like you get those out of sonic you remember those sonic cups that you could get man i thought those were awesome well, those were like a hard plastic yeah usable yeah you put them in the dishwasher clean them keep using them mm-hmm. yeah and that's another thing where we're like oh don't make straws but like there's so many like plastic forks and knives that were just yeah let's just ignore those <laughs> And those plastic forks break so easily, too. So it's like now we just got little fort shards everywhere. Uh-huh, the little, uh, you know, plastic paper thing that they come in. That's terrible. Yes. <laughs> but damn those straws. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bad time to be in the straw business. <laughs> it really is. Um, next, would you rather, uh, two more for you. Always smell like poop and not know it. Or constantly smell like poop and nobody else can smell it. Nobody else can smell it. Nobody else can smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, when I had COVID and I lost my sense of smell, I was just constantly worried that I was going to stink, that I was going to have. Like, it's one of my biggest fears being out in public. Yeah. Something that other people were going to be like, oh, my God, this guy stinks. My hygiene had never been on more point than when I had COVID because <laughs> I was terrified. that I Showering three times a day. <laughs> Honestly, some, like two times a day sometimes just to be like, I, I don't want to smell. You don't normally shower two times a day? Mm-mm. In the morning and before bed? No. Oh. Who does that? Yeah, what? No one. People might claim they do. No one showers that much. On a regular basis. Are there times where I'll like go do something, like wake up in the morning, start my day, shower, and then like the Monday we went and played golf. And after that I was like, I'm gonna take a shower, I'm a little bit sweaty. Legs got a little wet from the golf court, uh, the golf cart and the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> so I took another shower. But yeah, on most days, I'm not. Do I shower every day of the week? I do not. <laughs> I do respect how honest you are. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, yeah, there will be a day a week where I skip a shower. I'm like, eh, not going to do it today. Most people just aren't open about it. Yeah. I am. I didn't shower yesterday. Tuesday. Put a hat on, walked out the door. Didn't <laughs> shower again until this morning. Honesty. 
Uh, huh. I don't think I did either. See? But most people are like, oh, I shower every day. Yeah, most days. Yeah, I just tried to go ahead and spin the whole uh, spin zone two times a day. Didn't shower at all yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shower this morning. Huh. <laughs> Shit. Your mind is blown over this. Oh, I just, there's sometimes, one thing I've actually become very interested in, honestly, is like keeping track of what I do or like, I shouldn't say eat, but like the way I feel, the way I react to things and like the things that I do in a day to like kind of pick up on a rhythm and just like track myself. So I'm more aware of that. It's been interesting the last couple of months. I'm doing so. Have you been journaling? Definitely not that inside my mind. Yeah. Should I be writing down to keep better track of it? Probably in terms, which would be journaling, but no. <laughs> right. I had a weird, for some reason, I'll be honest. I feel like journaling would be super weird if I like, Oh yeah, dude, I journaled this the other day. I feel like one, Telling you guys, you'd roast the shit out of me. Be like, oh, right. do you journal up? You have to. God forbid, I work out. I was like, oh, do you work out now? Oh, you're from Kansas City? Yes, yes, I am, and yes, I do. <laughs> the thing about the workout stuff is that I love when people post it, and you. you know. <laughs> I I'm not posting it anymore. Last time I did, I fucked up the month. Love this weather in January, Bub. It's February night. Even if it would have been February, it's like, oh, you had to do it in front of the gym. You couldn't do it. Just gotta like, let them know, dog. <laughs> yeah, in front of. Walmart or, or at the <laughs> office, like out the window to be like, oh man, beautiful day out there. It's when people start working out, they will find ways to either work it into conversation or work it into their social media. It's like, you don't have to do that. Just let them know, bub. I'm strong. I know, but like, why do we, why do we do that as a society? Because it's the whole point of social media is just to share part of your lives and what you're doing and what you're up to. And some people love seeing it. That's why there's people that are famous for just doing vlogs because people like to know what they're going shopping and what they bought at the at Walmart or this try on haul like thing. Workout that, specific thing, huh? I'm just gonna keep using you as an example. Yeah, you don't post about your day to day. No, but when you go work out, you when you start working out, people like you will be like, "Oh, I'm gonna take a picture of me at the gym and post it." Mm-hmm. I'll take a picture outside of the gym and post it. What is it about the gym that people are like, yep, got to fucking put this online? <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe you just you feel better once you're in there. Once like once you're in there doing the work, like for me, like I really start to like I feel like more energized and oh, better. Is it like something that you're proud of or something? But yeah. I, and again, I'm not like trying to roast. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, it's just everyone. it's like hell yeah. Look at him here. Except for me, I don't. Yeah, I like almost make it a point to if I do work out, now I'm going to tell you, it doesn't happen often. It's like, yeah. okay, I did it. I can't tell anyone about it. I, don't, I just feel like there's sometimes like you just, you're almost happier in a way. And it's like, oh, yeah, I do. like you, you're more confident to share something because you don't care anymore. Like there'll be sometimes I want to post or share something. It's like, eh, like, I don't know how this will come off. I don't know. For some reason at that point, like my confidence is up and I feel better about myself. I was like, fuck, I'm going to post this. Like, yeah, I just did a set at a higher weight. Hell yeah, look at this. I'm at an empty gym. Dope. Nobody saw it. I also hate going to the gym when it's super busy because I can't stand people, one, watching me or if I'm in the way or I don't want them to think I'm looking at them. Like, oh. Like the other day, I was. When it's busy, you're a psychopath. I I hate, like, the other day I was in the gym and it was just me and, like, another girl working out in there. And I was just, like, trying to do anything I possibly could to, one, stay out of her way, two, not come off as a creep. And three, not make any noise because I didn't want to be trying to lift something and like grunt or sigh and to be like, what the fuck is this guy doing Drop over there? Drop it real hard. Like, did you see that weight? Yeah, exactly. Because there's an older guy that comes in there sometimes in the mornings and it's like, dude, shut up. I'm tired of hearing you grunt. It's 25 pound weights. Yeah. 
And we had just, uh, another one, Would You Rather, from a listener. Uh, for me specifically, learn to swim or be in a bird sanctuary. That's a tough one. For <laughs> That's a very good one, actually. I like that a lot. The thing about learning to swim is it's not so much a fear as it is an incapability. <laughs> I don't like deep water, <laughs> but I've tried to learn how to swim numerous times. And I know that like even big country will be like, no, I could teach you how to swim. I bet I've had in my lifetime 10 to 15 people try to teach me how to swim. None of them have been successful. So I just, I honestly think about myself that I'm incapable of learning how to swim. Like even floating, I don't do it. My body. I've never been able to float either. I've never understood the concept of like, just relax. Like motherfucker, if I relax, I'm relaxing to the bottom of this pool. How am I about to relax when I could die at any moment? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If I swallow too much water, I'm toast. I had somebody explain it to me one time. It's like, well, just like kind of hold your breath, but don't. What? <laughs> kind of yeah. hold my breath, but don't. So I get to choose to breathe <laughs> or like, either way, I'm not breathing. It's by my choice or I've drowned. Either way, lungs are just done for. I think I would go swimming. I would, I would like to be able to swim. Really? Not enough to try. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I was born with the ability to swim like a dolphin. Just, hey, now you're alive. <laughs> By the way, you know how to swim. Not I feel us. like if you were in a life or death situation, you'd learn how to swim. You'd figure yeah, out a I way. Die. You would figure a way to keep yourself above water. For 30 seconds. You just doggy paddle, man. Yeah. Just that, hands right in front of you. You just keep yourself. I, I would survive for maybe 30 seconds. I think you'd be surprised. This would be like the equivalent of you jumping out of a plane without a uh, parachute and being like, you know what? I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, because I'm not going to learn how to fucking fly on my way down. Because you're not capable of flying. I'm not capable of swimming. Hey, you're an American, not American. You <laughs> can do it. I would, I, so I'll, I'll take the learn to swim in this one. Bird sanctuaries are terrible. I did have a terrible experience at Disney World one time where my mom thought it would be like funny to sneak me into one and be like, oh, go through this door and not tell me. <laughs> Oh, if she tricked you into that, she knew? No, if she did on her. Oh. Well, I'm going to have to ask her now. That's funny. But I was. And I also thought that it would. She didn't really because I kind of knew what I was getting into. I thought they would be like in enclosure, like they're in cages. But this is like the building for the birds. Yeah. Not, hey, by the way, we have a chain link door that the birds won't fly through. They just get to do whatever the fuck they want in this little bird community. Yeah. That wasn't. Yeah, because birds aren't attacking people. <laughs> All right. So we go into this bird sanctuary with every bird. It's like Noah's Ark, but of birds in there. And they're, they're flying everywhere. I didn't know that was going to be the case. So I grabbed one of my daughters and was like, Mom, you got Maddie. Like, we're getting out of here. <laughs> this is like the zombie apocalypse, is what I walked into. So I'm like, No, have to save your daughters. Let's get out of here. I get out. And I turn to, like, thinking my parents and my daughter are right behind me. I've let us out. To safety. They come walking out, like, five minutes later, dying laughing. (laughs) Like, can't even barely walk because they're just hysterical about me 
running out. <laughs> did, did your oldest daughter be like, okay, actually, Nana, can you take me back in there so I could see the birds? I was kind of rushed through the first time. I don't think that she knew really what was going on. <laughs> I think she just knew dad's scared. Let's get out of here. Like He's running. We've never seen this. Don't worry, dad. I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a uh, very weird show today. Uh, it's been a long show. Holy smokes. It was going to be like a 45 minute or there's nothing to talk about, but we went random. Maybe tomorrow when we come back, we will have some more sports to talk about. If not, we're just going to dive into big country's biggest fears (laughs) of what animal terrifies him and any stories that he has. There's a couple. Because today was all about shooting yourself and birds. (laughs) (laughs) What a duo. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. Everyone stayed in for the whole show here in the call-in. I I didn't see anyone leave. We appreciate everybody in the (laughs) call-in app with us. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Hopefully have some sports to talk about, uh, maybe some college basketball or something like that. But we appreciate you guys. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show in Roper Kia. Go mention us at Mike Up. Save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, we appreciate you guys putting up with all of our stupidity and randomness. We'll be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Central Time.